The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday from 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. But you can get the show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. It's interesting. What is intolerance? means you can't take it in. You've got to spit it out. It irritates your system. There are a lot of ways in which we can get irritated. We can get irritated emotionally, physically, socially, spiritually. Today, we're talking about the thing that irritates you, that you're intolerant to, is food. But there are a lot of other areas a lot of things that can make you intolerant. I want you to know that. The one that you focus on, that we're going to focus on today, we'll focus on the others, is a thing you put in your mouth that goes down the hatch, down the esophagus, to the stomach, to the small intestine, and somehow is supposed to trap, traverse, cross the barrier into your blood system. Usually we think of food allergies. We used to say, You know, that kid's got a food allergy. Look at those eyes. They're all red. And then we started talking about food intolerances. What's the difference between a food allergy and a food intolerance? You knew that occasional kid, they're born, like when they're four, somehow they trip over a peanut and they can't breathe. They, They choke their airway, their bronchial tubes, narrow, Their blood pressure goes down, their pulse gets rapid, you rush them to the emergency room, and they got to give them an EpiPen. It's your classic hypersensitivity reaction. It's not really related to previously being exposed to it, or so they say. It's related to a protein in your blood called IgE and histamine. That's different from this whole histamine diet we'll get to in a second. Suffice it to say, it happens in minutes, not hours or days later. 
Then there are other immune problems that look like food allergies that are acquired. That either your body was exposed to a food or something in your environment, which we'll get to in a second, and then you build up memory to it in your bone marrow. So when it comes across it again like shellfish or, oh, I don't know, something else, that you can't, your body can't tolerate it. It matches antibodies, these proteins that are floating in your blood, and these cells that have memory cells, T helper cells, that remember it, and they attack it. They say, you got to get rid of this thing. This thing is not safe. And it creates this overblown reaction to something in the world that most people find is safe. There are other hyperactive immune reactions that are also occur in autoimmune. And it just so happens that many people who have allergies also have intolerances, also have autoimmune illnesses. Some people who have Sjogren's, which is an autoimmune problem, or Graves' disease, or Hashimoto's, also have other hyperblown <coughs> immune systems toward foods and other allergens. Suffice it to say, it's fascinating that I'm coughing during that show because it's obvious I have an allergy in the spring. But I'll show you how I deal with that in a second. So those are allergies. But then there are intolerances. Intolerances are that a certain area in our body lacks a skill to handle it, this thing that we want to bring into our body. A skill, an enzyme, it can't process it. It doesn't know what to do with this. So a classic example is you don't have the enzyme in your small intestine to deal with lactose, the thing in milk. So it sits there, it irritates your system, and you get diarrhea. They can give you the enzyme lactase, and you might do fine with it. Then there are others, like food you might, and there are other intolerances. They're gluten, and you can be born that way. Someone with Asperger's or autism are frequently born with gluten intolerance because the brain develops at the same time as one's immune system. So many people who have unusual brains also have unusual immune systems. If you have unusual brain with learning disabilities, left-handedness, autoimmune illnesses, chances are because the brain and the immune system come at the same time, the thymus and the brain develop in the first trimester in utero, the chances are you're going to be more likely to be twitchy. But your brain is twitchy too. It's more sensitive. It's wired differently. So Asperger's autistic people are more likely to have food allergies and specifically gluten. However, they also have other food intolerances and other people may as well, including but not limited to salicylates and certain foods when you store them, they release amines or histamines, histamines. So an amine is something that a mold or something produces. So all these people are now on a histamine diet because if you store your food, bacteria may grow, blah, blah, blah. 
and you might get a variety of symptoms, whether it's gas, cramping, bloating, vomiting, heartburn, headache, diarrhea, irritability, nervousness, all kinds of symptoms. It's interesting to notice that a lot of the symptoms of hypersensitivity, food insensitivity, allergies, also are the same symptoms that we get when we're emotionally sensitive to our environment. The key is intolerance is intolerance. Sensitivity is intense, intense sensitivity. Whether it's to something that you take in your digestive tracts, put on your skin, breathe, or, or around socially. We can be exposed to peanuts, say, or, oh, I don't know, some kind of food like shellfish. And then we develop a memory toward it. And then six months later, when we eat it, we get hives. That's your classic memory reaction, hypersensitivity due to memories being laid down in your immune system. Similarly, people who have trauma early in life may have a hypersensitivity to similar people that they were traumatized by. They either may be have emotional irritability, moodiness, break out in hives, get stomach aches, a variety of reactions around that person and want to avoid them. Or the opposite, which is true of food allergies too. Like a moth to a flame, you might be inextricably drawn to that person to your own detriment. And that's true with some people with food intolerances. You might want to eat that thing all day long, like peanuts, 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 peanuts. For the last six years, all I ate at night instead of dinner was peanut butter and an apple, peanut butter and an apple. Then I started developing an arrhythmia. No ordinary arrhythmia. It went from seven to 170. Superventricular tachycardia. They wanted to cut, you know, with the little uh, ablation thing. They wanted to cut the little ner nerves in my chest. Suffice it to say, I studied about these, uh, I can't remember it, uh, these proteins that are with certain types of vegetables and fruits. And if you have a certain type of digestive tract, they get insoluble and they mess up your joints and your heart, nerves, and so on. I can't think of it now. Suffice it to say, one of those that have a high area of this is peanuts. I stopped the peanuts, the arrhythmia went away. Go figure. Go figure. So is that a food intolerance or is it a food that aggravates something that's unique about me? That's the point. What I've learned is that if there is something unique about you, a flaw, whether it's a tendency toward anxiety, it's a tendency toward digestive tracts, a tendency toward a sensitivity in you. If you're in a difficult area of your life, when you're stuck, when you're vulnerable in a relationship at work and so on, you don't feel safe and secure in medical intuition, your immune system will go belly up, batten down the hand, batten down the hatches, and it will get hypervigilant against things coming in because you're under attack. And so your immune system will act out how you're hypervigilant. So you will become, quote, intolerant. 
but it's not forever. During better times in your life, you will be able to tolerate being around that person that aggravates you. Tolerant toward eating a little bit of that food. I'm not saying take a bath in it, simply. And in fact, that's one of the treatments they do for people who have global food intolerances, where they have one intolerance after another, after another, after another, in multiple areas, is they build up tolerance. They now teach parents how to do this by giving them minute, almost homeopathic dosages of peanuts with support from a doctor. You don't do this at home, as they say in commercials. That they help your immune system create T-suppressor cells that learn how to turn the immune system off and say, hey, I got this. And similarly, similarly, DBT, a kind of cognitive behavioral therapy based on mindfulness. I mean, is there anything they don't use mindfulness for these days? Mindfulness can help you handle distress, build up tolerance, whether it's emotional tolerance, autonomic nervous system tolerance, or even create immune system tolerance with one technique called radical acceptance. How to accept what's coming your way, accept fighting what is, accept limitation. It doesn't mean you take a bath or surround yourself and immerse yourself with that person or thing that's an irritant, but understand that life is worth living and one can tolerate pain in certain dosages, and that the thing that irritates you or global areas that irritate you needn't be avoided completely. And with support, you can learn the skills. You can acquire the skills to have relief. Just like with some people with lactose intolerance, they lack the enzyme that helps them tolerate the milk We can have emotional intolerance to certain situations and we can acquire the skill, the machinery in our brain to be able to handle that situation. An interesting emotional intolerance breeds physical food intolerances and vice versa. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa and we're talking about yet another food intolerance. If you want to know more about today's show, you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you can't get on the line today and you want a private one or two hour reading, you can go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475. If you want to learn how to do medical intuition, you want to heal mind, body and spirit with medical intuition, you want to consider my seven day medical intuition certificate training program it's once a year it's limited to 50 people it's a summer camp of sorts held in yarmouth maine so go to www.drmonalisa.com it's once a year and it's limited to 50 people we will go to line one gracie i'm dr mona lisa how can i be of help hi and thank you for taking my call I have been having um, some um, uh, hair thinning and uh, on the top of my scalp especially, and I'm wondering um, if you have any suggestions for that. Okay. The first thing that I see 
Yeah. Is that you have had a long time, Gracie, a problem with body image. And you've had for a very long time. Yes. Problems believing that you're lovable with partners. Okay. I see this stems from somebody in your life who's supposed to be an authority, probably a parent, who underneath the surface has a, a simmering kind of irritability. They don't see your potential. They don't treat you like you're special. But ironically, they treat other people like they're special. They kind of brush you aside. I don't know why. You may, they may remind, you may, you may remind them of a relative that they, somebody else, that they're intolerant of. It has nothing Mm. to do with you. Suffice it to say, you've waited a long time for this person to pay attention to you, to shine love about on you, and they haven't. And the same thing with partners. You put yourself out there and you've been rejected and hurt and even embarrassed. And your body reflects that. They're usually people who are either older than you or in a position that sets you up to be embarrassed. Who was the last person that you got embarrassed because you were rejected with in a relationship? Uh, I guess embarrassed. I don't really, I don't, I'm sure it's there. Uh, But yeah, there was a guy that I was on and off with for about seven years. I think that's where that one was. How old was that person? Indifference to you. He was, I think he was like three years younger than me, but he, three years younger. And why was it embarrassing? I think he was embarrassed of me because of maybe because of who, what I was doing, my behavior or something. No, that's was, what I mean. Oh, you were and you were embarrassed. Oh. Because you well, found out either he was seeing somebody else or what was it? Okay, I was embarrassed because uh, he's an a- he smokes pot and I don't want to be with somebody like that. And he was with somebody else too. Yeah, he had. That's like, it. That's it. Other girl. That's it. Okay. I mean, not to uh, not to support the pot or anything, but. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that, I, that's I don't not like going to make you embarrassed. I understand that, but what was embarrassing for you yeah. was the fact that he was with another girl. You, yeah. Hey, you're well, only you know, 30. You're either only 30, Missy. You were with him for seven years. What were you with him when you were yeah. in diapers? No. <laughs> you, you're a kid. I'm 60. You're half my well, age. I'm, I'm over 30, yeah. Um, I'm over. So, yeah. I, but I'm my point is, is that on, if you were with him for seven years and he's three years younger on than you. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Okay. The point of the but matter was, is he's younger than you for three years. By three years. Yeah. And at that age, that's significant. If someone's younger than a person by three years when they're fifty or forty, that's not a big deal. But when you're in your twenties and your thirties, it's a big deal. And then he was having a relationship with someone else 
it's even more embarrassing, especially yeah. if the girl is older than the guy. Do you get it? Yeah. How long was he having messing around behind your back before you admitted to no, yourself? He never messed around with that after my back. He always told me that he was talking to so-and-so and that she came back into his life. Like every time like we started to get close, all of a sudden she would appear in his life. No, so, no, 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 no. She would appear? Yeah. I'm going to go next to your physical body. She doesn't appear. When gnats oh. appear at the beginning of the summer, what do you do? You say, you know, there's that gnat showing up. I've got to go out with it. No, you swat yeah. it away. <laughs> yeah. He no, didn't he swat them away. Him. He went out with them. Yeah, he did. I didn't and welcome how? the gnat in. <laughs> I swat him away. No. I don't see him swatting away these women. No, he doesn't. No, No, he doesn't. Not so much. And I don't think here come these women. And worse yet, I think the guy's a little arrogant. That he actually told you about them. Yeah. That is mean. That affects yeah. a woman's hair. Oh. Third center. Third center is about self-image and responsibility. And I know people are banty around the issue of narcissism. But in third center, which is the area for adrenal gland, weight, and body image, yeah. you have very low self-image. So you'd actually let, yeah. you would actually let that guy talk that way to you mm-hmm. without saying to him, hey, hello, what makes you think you're so fabulous that I'd want to stay with you? If this is your way of being charming, I hate to see what nasty is. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Or maybe, no, I'd change that. Make the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Because anybody who does that is cruel and sadistic. Do you understand what I'm saying, you poor thing? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying all of us haven't done things like that in the name of trying to get love. But we owe it to each other, men, women, Anybody, kitties, puppies, I don't care who they are, to say, don't let that person treat you that way. The thing is, is that I understand, but the thing is, is that it didn't take that that image, that lesson didn't take to you. That lesson reinforced an earlier lesson that was in your bone marrow, in your immune system, that someone in a family didn't treat you special. Right. That treated somebody else special, but not you. Who was that? My dad. Of course. I want you to hold um, on, okay? He treated, I think he treated wait, my wait, brother. Wait on, I know. Wait on, okay? When we come back, we're going to talk more about body memory, intolerance, and food intolerances. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. We're back and we've been discussing food intolerances from intolerance to tolerance. We're going back to Gracie. Are you there, Gracie? Okay, Gracie. So this is a story. I was really thinking about this during the break. When people have food intolerances, they're very picky about their food. In Chinese medicine, the small intestine is about sorting things out. And the small intestine, the lining of it, is it's where we absorb foods. Next to it are lymphatic vessels, luteals, that provide our small intestine with immune systems and also absorb fat and other nutrients. The key is if you're heavy and you have problems with metabolism, those lymphatic vessels will get clogged with fat, with foam cells. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you will have a change in the immune system in your bowel. It's interesting that many people at midlife start to get an over more and more and more abundance of food intolerances, overgrowth of bacteria, and all kinds of other things. And they also start to gain weight and have increased risk in their families for cardiovascular disease. When you have that, you also have problems with hormones. Because if you have problems with metabolism, you you have you absorb fat. If you make noise, they're going to cut you off. I don't want to get rid of you. I think I think what was going on was when I was when I was um, living with my dad, I did have some eating stuff, and I did gain a weight, not a lot, but I did gain weight, and it was very difficult for me. And the body image and all that started then. So how about now? How tall are you now? I'm fine now. How tall are you now? I don't want to go into the details of my weight and my thing. But okay, I'm the fine. reason why I'm saying this, there's a reason why. Because if you have more body fat, your adrenal gland will absorb it, not to mention your ovaries, and convert it via no, progesterone. I'm not, I'm not, that, that problem is gone, yeah. Happy to so, say. Okay, the thing is, is that then you want to work with somebody who works with the residual of that. Because if you've had that in the past, it will affect your hair thinning. Because excess hormones in the past influence the hair bulb, the hair roots. Yeah. So I'm working with an acupuncture who who does like some testing on the body. No, no, you don't need to do any testing. If you had it, it's just, no, forget that. All you need to know is common things are common. If you had a body image problem in the past and you had a weight issue and you had a PCO-like intolerance, that makes you more likely to have the hair thinning. So you don't need to do any testing. So what you want to do is go to someone who can do the laser treatment but you also, okay. a laser cap, but you also want to work with somebody who does DBT yeah. and cognitive behavioral therapy with your perception and your thoughts 
around men. Because even though if you say, quote, that's no longer a problem, you have the brain and relationship style of someone with a body image issue. You will still attract men who are narcissists. And you will have this kind of relationship where you put yourself one down. So even if you're not actively have a weight problem now, you will still have that mindset. And that will influence your third chakra. Good luck. You take it easy. I have have somebody after you. Good luck. You take it easy. Thank you. We'll go to line two. Gail, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for taking my call. How are you? Um, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm okay. How can I be of help? So a upper right quadrant on my abdomen, uh, some discomfort under the ribs. So you've gone to a doctor, a GI doctor, and you've gone to an internal medicine doctor. And that's a very quick. That's a very quick yes. Yes, I've been. Yeah, I I've seen somebody several years now because it's been going on for several several years. It comes and goes, um, but um, nobody's been able to say what it is. Like, okay, is the first like thing a, the first thing I see is in the past five to seven years, I saw a situation with somebody that you. Just focus on your work, focus on practicality, focused on work, focused on practicality, just focused. And you put a blind eye to what was going on with this person. And you notice they were getting more and more distant, more and more removed. And eventually you realized you were trying to have a relationship with this person and somebody was interfering. Over this time, it eroded your self-worth and self-esteem. Interesting, similar thing. Mm-hmm. And you put a wall, a similar thing, unbelievable. What is this? Wall of protection around you. So this person and the way they treat you, it won't injure your self-worth and self-esteem. So even though you ate less and less, your metabolism changes. It makes you irritable and moody underneath. And this person's distance and removal somehow affects your metabolism. So your small intestine absorbs every calorie. And your adrenal gland and ovary, if you still have them, very speedily convert body fat via progesterone to excess cortisol and excess estrogen. Your motility in your bowel gets slower and you start to build up bulk in your midsection. Because your body's more likely to store more and more, your liver which is the area for processing fats, cholesterols, starts to store stuff. Mm. Whether it's the liver, whether it's the gallbladder, you need to talk to someone about that area. I look at your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. You may have mild problems with your thyroid, but correcting it is not going to fix it. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if you have problems storing fats or oils. I wonder if you store 
carbohydrates and fats very readily in your midsection. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. In the past, I saw a capacity to have densities or widening of your uterine wall. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see something different with L4, L5, S1. I see a change in your libido. Can you please tell me your health concerns? I think you hit them all. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, ex-husband. Um, How of, long ago was the ex? Um, well, we stayed together th- uh, until the end of 2019 or 2018. You st- we stayed together, meaning there was reasons to go apart. What were the reasons yeah. that you should go to par- get apart even though you stayed together? What were the reasons? Uh, exactly what you said, that he was just all focused on work and nothing else and didn't care about being in a relationship. So there was no point in me being in a relationship anymore. My kids had grown up a little bit. They they haven't moved out yet, but um, they were old enough that I felt like I could get out of the relationship and make myself a priority instead did of... You, did you put up um, a wall in your midsection? Did you get heavier in your midsection? Um, not, not really, no. I'm, I'm what, 5'8 and 145 pounds. But I'm an athletic build. Um, so I have a lot of muscle on me. Did, but did, I... Everything you said is right. Yeah, I, I'm sure my I probably have eat I eat too many fats and they they convert. So I do have. A, I was just saying this last night. I have a little bit of a muffin top, um, but not not anything significant really. And what um what was your mother and father's health like? Um, my dad was pretty athletic and his health was pretty, was good. I think, um, my mom was a chain smoker and an alcoholic and, um, not great <laughs> condition. Um, would any of them have problems with blood sugar, cholesterol? My dad had cholesterol issues. This is a story. When you went for a right up quadrant pain. I'm sure the first thing I did was test your gallbladder. That's not what I'm looking into. Mm-hmm. Did they look at your liver for fatty liver or glycogen or any kind of storage things in your liver? Mm-hmm. They did. Uh, oh no! Well, yes. Um, what are the the enzymes? They they no, not the enzymes, not liver, liver not liver enzymes. Did they oh, look okay. at your liver itself to find one of the oh. things that people have? They have right upper quadrant pain. Everybody thinks, oh, I have a gallbladder. I have a gallbladder. But one of the things that people have when they have difficulty with storing of fats is they actually store fat in their, their liver. And it's called mm, So that's liver. the fatty liver? Okay. Yeah. And that's what you need to ask them. So if they did an ultrasound? I don't they know. did do an ultrasound. We're not having a physician. Pe- no. They did an ultrasound maybe of your your uh, gallbladder the gallbladder and everything in that area just ask Um, them to check to make sure you don't have that but the other thing is um if that's clear 
I would mm-hmm. have somebody do visceral massage on you. Oh, okay. Because it helps move is. the bowel around and it helps move things that are adhesions around. When you were with your husband, okay. did you ever get densities of cysts in your pelvis? Uh, not that I know of, no. And did you have a problem have with this in my breast? So you have excess estrogen. Um, Assist well, in your breast means you have overabundance of estrogen. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is your husband and you, are your husband and you divorced? Yeah, we are now. How long has it been? Uh, three years, two and a half years. Is he in a new relationship? Not that I know of. How far away does he live? <laughs> um, as the eagle flies, about a mile. Fascinating. I would check with my doctor about that, okay? And I would okay. have an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist help treat um, the spleen, the stomach, and the liver meridian. And liver meridian doesn't mean you have problems with your liver, okay? Okay. We'll go awesome. to one Thank last you. person. Thank you so much. You take it easy. We'll go to line three. Maria, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Line three, Maria, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Oh, my God. Hello? Hello, is this Maria? Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. How can I be of help? Hi. Um, I've been having over 20 years of digestive health problems with leaky gut, um, possible not enough stomach acid and bacterial imbalance. And the last two months, I just, as soon as, if I ever overeat the slightest, it takes so long to go back. And I'm just having so, so many problems trying to get it back under control. I don't know what the for sure issue is. Um, doctors are just like, oh, take some more probiotics. Um, and that'll solve everything when it doesn't. So any insight on if it is a bacterial imbalance, what else I can do? I unfortunately ran out of my herbs. I was doing slippery elm on the marshmallow root. I had actually caused more pain this time. And so I'm trying to go back to taking some probiotics and just eating very little or what I can. I'm already gluten-free, dairy-free, largely meat-free. Okay, hold on a second, because obviously you're free of a lot of things. Hold on one second. Thank you. When you wait a minute, when you get free of a lot of things, it used to be that there was something called tab, or now there's diet coke, and it used to be free of calories, free of fat, and free of a lot of things. So you wondered what the hell you were drinking. So if you're free of all this stuff, when I look at your life, I want you to draw seven circles, one above the other. And label them one through seven from the bottom up. Because these are nutrients. These are things in our life, circles, centers, that are nutrients. Mm-hmm. And many times we have intolerances in our life, not just food intolerances, that let us know that something in our life scares us. 
And if we focus on one area to the detriment of all the others, we don't do well. When I look at your body, for all the focus on food and eliminating, food and eliminating and what to put in, I have a hard time seeing a vocation. It's almost like somewhere along the line, you have this amazing intellect, but you can't figure out how to use it in a vocation. You've acquired all this information in, on your health, but in the same token, you could take that information and have a career. Now, the next thing you might say to me is, I'll do that, Mona Lisa, when I feel better. That's not how it works. There are so many of us, and I include myself in that, that you can't wait for yourself to feel better to start living. In fact, maybe your search for physical relief has actually created your career. So instead of focusing on this molecule or that molecule to put in your mouth, I'd stand back and look at the overall pattern of, oh my God, look what I found. I've actually found my career. That which I am good at. Because your work at this point is you're working on you. You have mm-hmm. a patient of one. But you could have so many other patients. And one of the things is the reason is, is because you have unlimited control over just controlling the food in your life and having control over your sphere. But there's something about your brain and body that gives you an intolerance to being out in the world, to being with groups of people. I don't think you're just intolerant of food. I think it's difficult for your brain and body. I don't think you have the skills to be in a group of people because I think you're porous and sensitive to their feelings and thoughts. Just like someone who's lactose intolerance doesn't have, their body doesn't have the ability, the enzyme, to break down lactose, your brain does not have the skill to figure out how to balance awareness of your feelings and someone else's. It didn't, it didn't get that, it didn't get that floppy disk, that program. And then I think that you have difficulty balancing awareness of your intelligence and having to work in an environment where you might have a a boss over you who may not be as smart as you. And it's not about that. Because the older you get, people might be younger and dumber than you. (laughs) And it has to do, just like our immune systems, with learning tolerance. Getting T suppressor cells for developing tolerance in our immune system, but also developing with distress tolerance skills, distress tolerance skills, and mindfulness, learning how to be able to use your gifts and talents in the outer world, but be able to maneuver around people, some people around you who are kind of aggravating. Are you sensitive about being around certain kinds of people? 
uh, family. Yeah, or I, I know, have to. Can I tell you, family is a metaphor <laughs> for the, pe the people in a work environment. When was the last time you worked in an office with a bunch of other people? I. Uh, yeah. They end up being like a family. Have you ever seen the, the the show, the TV show, The Office, or even in the 70s and the 80s? I don't remember what year it was. The Mary Tyler Moore show, the radio show, yeah, WJM. Uh -huh. They were a family. And yeah. Ted got on everybody's nerves, and Sue Ann Niven hit on anything that wasn't nailed down. Everybody, and you know, Ed Asner drank too much. It mirrors our own family. And yeah, you have to relate to them because that guy pays your, he's your boss. Right. When was, again, you obviously have difficulties, a lot of people do with their family. When was the last time you worked in a, in a work environment, in an office? Uh, in an office? Uh, not since I was like 19 when I first got disabled and then haven't really okay. worked. There you go. Do you understand? Yeah. How did you do in high school, grade-wise? Um, really good. So you're relatively bright. So you I don't had just a good have memory. You, yeah. Yeah, Thank you don't you. just have problems with food intolerance. You have trouble with social tolerance. Your brain cannot block out environments to get the task at hand. Whether it's being handicapped with mobility, or being handicapped with an intellectual or perceptual problem, or anything else like that. Over time, we all need to be out in the world having an avocation, a calling. And your health has been your vocation. Yeah. And your practitioners have been your colleagues that you share your knowledge. Unfortunately, it doesn't, doesn't help nourish the third chakra, the area for self-esteem. And that's what's missing. You're focused on that food intolerance, that supplement, when really it's vitamin SE, self-esteem, that gives you opiates, that makes you feel good about yourself. And the only way to do that is to take your knowledge and get tolerance with interpersonal effectiveness skills. I've taken it and I've taught it, and that's DBT. It's for the brain of somebody who never really, they have something unique about their brain style, that they have some unique savant or gifted ability, but yet leaves them with a flaw or weakness. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It gives me... I. I may be very intuitive and can hear people's thoughts at a distance. I'm a, I am absolutely a horror at a cocktail party. I'll go up to someone and go, concerning your left kidney. <laughs> Awful. I mean, friends will come to me and they'll be on the other side of the room and they'll look at me and go, what did you just say to that person? I went, nothing really. <laughs> I just asked them what kind of cancer they had. Was it was the really malignant one or was it the relatively benign one? They said, what possessed you to do that? And I said, well, you know, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a real showstopper, right? It can be disabling.
and does not work well in an office environment. It hampers you. So you have to have somebody teach you those skills. And you may never pass for normal, but, you, you know, you try to run with the herd a little bit, at least on the fringes. Do you understand? Yeah, Carolyn I never Mace, learned. Carolyn Mace, who's a wonderful medical intuitive, said to me, you know, you can't really talk superficial, can you? You can't, like, just be at a party. And I said, yeah, like you're normal. <laughs> so we start to have an argument right there in the middle of the party. I'm just telling you, you have to work with someone because your your problems are third chakra, self-esteem, vocation. And the more and more you work on your digestion, the more skills you get. And you'll look like Lucy opening up that little hutch, which is her, you know, consultations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Peanuts, Lucy. The consultation oh, box. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you'll end up yeah. doing. You might as well do it overtly so it can really improve your self worth and self esteem. Because otherwise you'll be doing yet the title of today's show, yet another food allergy. When really you're missing the point. Do you get mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And FYA, FYA, medical intuitives are renowned for having really difficult health. Mm-hmm. And why not? Wouldn't you want to go to a mechanic whose car broke down a lot and they know how to fix it? Then somebody whose car never broke down? And you, mm-hmm. you, you know more about digestion and nutrition you could help anybody. And then you'll say, mm-hmm. well, you know, I have to wait for myself to get it away. Oh, have you ever heard of the phrase that cobbler's children have no shoes? Mm-hmm. Good luck, yeah. okay? You take it easy. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark, on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.